Simba, I'm very disappointed in you. You could have been killed. You deliberately disobeyed me. And what's worse, you put Nala in danger. I was just trying to be brave like you. Simba, being brave doesn't mean you go looking for trouble. But you're not scared of anything. Well, I was today. Really? I thought I might lose you. Hello everyone to the Mr. Edge show. I hope you guys had a great weekend. I did too. Lazing about. Actually my whole, the whole week I've just been lazing about. Uh yeah, uh, I I I can't explain it because it's hard to explain. I mean, my, uh, I don't know if it's a chipset error, but my laptop has been bugging out, flickering and it's got these gra- graphical artifacts on the screen that just show up. Excuse me. So I don't know. I really don't know what the hell is going on. I I tried to update the BIOS, but uh, yeah, crap, right? Yeah. So my whole week's been crap. I just I, I gave up after Tuesday. I was just like, Jesus, the, the week hasn't even started, and you're already giving me nonsense. So yeah, after that, I was just yeah, just just sailing. I was like, you know what? I'll work next week because. I can't deal with this. I can't deal with how it always seems to be a thing of mine that I I start something and then I end up finding a way to sabotage it somehow. Like I make great progress and then boom, I find a way to just because I always push, you know. Because I in this case I was just trying to install the driver and then boom, the 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 driver messed up completely everything like everything from top to bottom it just messed everything up and the computer's never been the same ever since i i thought it was a thermal issue maybe the chipset but i don't know i really don't know because yeah it's just crappy i can't even explain it because when i do explain it i just turn into i just get furious few few furious yes Furious, yes, I get furious. I get furious with with what it's been doing over the past few days, and and I, I don't get why. So it's one of those problems where you're just like, I thought this was, I thought I had this, and then it's just like, nope. You're gonna have to dig deeper, man. So I guess it's one of those. Yeah, I have to dig deeper. But anyway. Let's let's get on with it. Uh, the first thing on the agenda, <laughs> I think this is the first and last thing because I'll be talking about this mostly. Um, it's the Mkwebane report. Yeah, we all know our, our, our very own Mala report here in South Africa. It's kind of weird though because it, it, in the U.S. the Mala report was against Donald Trump, but Donald Trump took the leaked emails. I mean, um, Clinton's leaked emails in order to turn the tide, so to speak, against Hillary. In this case, it's our very own president, and he... Well, these these emails, they don't look good, man. Well, they don't look good because of the people that, it, they're, um, that have been implicated or the people who are involved or donated to CR7 uh, campaign. So the, the the emails or the leaks or the Ramaphosa leaks are emails that were referenced in um, the public protectors report. The public protectors like our AG uh, <laughs> on a 500,000 uh, rand donation to the CR7 campaign from Gavin Watson. I mean, seriously, does this guy... Anyway, we only learned about Bosasta like a few months ago, so we can't really say, seriously, did you think about this, Cyril? But um, you, you'd be surprised who is at the center of all of this. 
And here he is. His name is Drumroll Pravin Gordon. <laughs> it's like this guy does not escape controversy. It's he's just surrounded by he's like, I'll bathe in it. It's it's mine. So <laughs> it's just weird. Like he he instead of running away from crap, he literally takes he just dives in it like head first like I'm in it cause he was central uh, in raising funds uh, for Ramaphosa which is not surprising at all considering he was supposed to be I feel if Ramaphosa wanted anything but Ramaphosa is also an idiot I feel like if he had fired Pravin and said that he's no longer going to be the minister of anything then none of this would be falling on him because I'm not saying there wouldn't be no su- there would be no suspicion. Of course not. It's just that. Oh wait, firing him would also be suspicious. But e- either way, just fire the guy. Don't hire him. Don't be an idiot, because you know people are gonna question you about this. Just just fire him and expose him. That's all you can do. But anyway, Pravin was part of this, and well, he was a central figure. And this is what he has had to say about this. He says he met with several business leaders and other constituent constituencies, addressed public gatherings, and conducted regular media interviews in order to instill confidence in the candidature of Mr. Ramaphosa. Great. That, that's all that Pro- Pravin Gordon did, okay? That that's all he did. Uh, he actively participated here to assemble support for Mr. Ramaphosa. Anything that Pravin touches, I don't know if you want to be a politician in the future. Just just know that everything that Pravin touches is bound to be some dodgy stuff coming up to blow into your face. But that's politics. Like that that that, that, that like it's gonna come up and blow up in your face. Like. I don't know what to liken this to, but yeah, it's 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 gonna be bad. Whatever it's gonna go, it's gonna be bad. It's it's not gonna be nice, man. It's not gonna be nice at all. It's just it's crazy. He is like the anti Midas touch. Everything he touches turns into shit. <laughs> Instead of turning into gold, it turns into shit. Like that's that's Provin Gordon for you. So yeah, be careful. Um, it's just wow. Anyway, um, the the first thing about the Kwebane report is that it's unclear how she obtained these emails. Just like how your girlfriend somehow can obtain your messages to other girls, it's very unclear as to how she obtains them. But somehow they arrive on her lap. Like, it could be your friends. It could be the girl herself trying to get you out of that relationship. It, it could be anyone. It could be God. But somehow, she <laughs> obtained these uh, these documents. I always say, I, I think, here's my suspicion. Here's my suspicion. I think that a certain unknown entity in the shape of a showerhead procured these documents and presented them to Busisiwe, or should I say, Madam Busisiwe Mkwebane. That's what happened here. I'm not going to front. I'm not going to talk about this any further. If you have questions, don't at me. Don't even... You already know who I'm talking about here. I think that's how this happened. But anyway, it happened. It just happened. We can't do anything about it. It just happened, people. And the funny thing is that well, not the funny thing. It's just, it's just that a similar <laughs> a similar thing happened with with the Mueller report. Um, Mueller obtained so many uh, documents that were in um, that that was supposed to implicate Trump, and in some of those documents, it is unclear how he obtained them or how he actually got the directive to go after Donald Trump. Some say that it was politically motivated or whatever, and some say that he just 
was said by the Clintons or some, but but it's quite unclear. Just just like how it, it's always like this with prosecutors. That's the prosecutor's nightmare. Like when, how, why, and when did you decide? You know what? I'm going after this guy. Please tell us why and when. It's that's the only defense that the well defense always has. It's like, okay, who who told you about this? Instead of actually defending themselves, they're like, okay, who told you about this, first of all? Because I'm, I'm, I'm doubting your integrity here. But, sir, we've got evidence. No, no, no. I know you have evidence. I know. But who told you about this? How did you get it? Because if you got it illegally, but, sir, it's quite clear from this record that you murdered. Yes, I know you got the knife. But how did you know about it? How did you know that there was a blood stain on my knife that killed my wife? Don't know. And Kwebani, just like an angry girlfriend, she just, she's like, you know what? I'm not backing off your motherfucker. You don't tell me who the hell is Liza. And this is, this is because she's not in the very least concerned about how she obtained them. She's just, she's just going in here, and it, it it's just uh, it's quite enlightening, but also just shows that the dire state of our nation that we have let so many entities control us, and none of these entities are our own or our own people. And you'll see now what I'm talking about. Um, the question is, what do these emails mean? Well, it's very simple. Uh, very simple. Uh, it just means that CR17, sorry, I mean Cyril Ramaphosa, knew who was donating to his campaign, uh, something he has denied and said that he didn't know. But he, he does actually know because in the emails he actually let me just read one of the emails to you just, just one hi Donald thank you for assisting <laughs> okay guys I just I just <laughs> don't th- I don't th- I don't think it's Donald Trump okay I don't think it's Donald Trump but here it is hi Donald thank you for assisting with the <laughs> internet banking the other day could you kindly transfer an amount of 20 million rand from the money market investment that was left after we shifted 75 million from money market to the money market select to Riatenda Trust? Standard Bank account number redacted. Branch 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 code 004301. I shall call you to confirm this. Cyril Unless there's a serial we don't know about that's working for Cyril Ramaphosa, then he can't deny it anymore. He can't say, I didn't know about this, guys. It was my assistant doing all the work. Bro, stop lying. Stop lying. It was you. It was you. You knew about this. And you were failed to tell us what the hell's going on. Well, he 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 is denied uh, uh, everything, saying that he hadn't consulted. Uh, well, what 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 do you say again? Well, they, well, they've denied and uh, any of this, saying that these um, donations were not illicit or illegal or done illegally. I don't think that's the problem here, Cyril. I think you're focusing on the wrong thing. I think whether the legal, the legal or not, isn't uh, up for debate. I think it's it's more or less who you, who has do, who has donated, you know, uh, and that is because several of the donors include uh, are pretty controversial. Yeah, all of well, almost all of them, for various reasons. Uh, 
and funny enough include a Greek shipping tycoon who has links to the arms deal arms deal you know that arms deal the famous arms deal that we did in what was it 1999 1998 yeah so it's it's quite a it's it's big it's it's big and it's frightening to say the very least i i won't lie to you i'm scared for south africa that is because it seems that we cannot and and we know we know um we all know about lobbying excuse me and how countries resources are bought and stuff like that state capture was the first time we actually opened our eyes to something like this uh, it actually opened our eyes to something like this but america's known for years uh <laughs> uh we also knew it for years it's just uh it's been controlled in the way that it's been uh, reported so f- for south africa to recover from a bang like state capture and now get this it's just heartbreaking man it's just yeah i can't tell you how much i'm actually disappointed can't express it because it's there are no words no words how could you Cyril after saying that you're going to bring down corruption <laughs> I'm joking anyway the guys who donated uh is one okay here are the guys who donated a guy named Sir Mick Davis from the UK This guy is the CEO of the Conservative Party in the UK who are responsible for Brexit. Yeah. Yeah, that that's all I can say, I think. I'm not sure is it them? Yeah, it's them, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, that's them. Those those are the guys who are responsible for Brexit. So, you can already see where this is going. Anything involved with Brexit is not good. It's not good at all. It's just crap. Another guy is the uh, founder of Max Steel. I don't know if you guys know what Max Steel is, but his name is Eric Sampson. Max Steel uh Max Steel is a manufacturer, merchandiser and distributor of steel and value-added steel products. Yeah, Max Steel. Get a load of this crap, Max Steel. Now, Max Steel's uh, operation, base of operations. Well, it, it's it's a company that operates out of Port Elizabeth, and you will understand why uh, that could be very very bad. Well, not very bad, but the thing is. Um, this guy the greek the greek greek shipping tycoon his name is tony georgiades has been implicated in a lot of bribing scandals across africa and in fact the world uh and it and is it it, it it has been rumored that him along with a german company called Sorry guys, I've I've written this down. Tyson Krupp were not only involved in the arms deal but are also involved in trying to procure uh, a stake or should I say buy the Kuha, you know the Kuha um project down in Port Elizabeth. I don't know what it's called, but the, the the yeah, they were trying to get involved in that. Um So they're trying to get involved in that. And we all know that this is in um the port, we basically renovation of the port of Port Elizabeth and stuff like that. And 
industrializing it, making it better, blah de blah, blah de blah, blah de blah. And apparently those guys um, bribed some officials in order to get hands their hands on that deal too. So his company is very old because uh, well not very old, but it's quite old. Uh, it used to ship oil to South Africa back during um, apartheid. So it broke that that ban. Well, it didn't break it, but it, it basically ignored the ban on South Africa and shipping and, and, and actually um, an international and that international trade ban, whatever thing does. <laughs> and uh, they, they basically used to ship to thingy to South Africa. And this guy, Tony, backed the National Party back in the day, back in the 1980s. Now, an interesting plot twist came about. So, uh, the president, then, F.W. de Klerk, had an affair with his wife. <laughs> wow, yeah. So, uh, yeah, F.W. had an affair with his wife. And I, I, I forgot her name. It's Erica or something like that. Erna, yeah, Erna Georgiadis. So they they had an affair, and I'm pretty sure Tony wasn't happy with that because a few years after that, after um, he had discovered, I presume, um, he switched sides and started backing the ANC. Obviously, he wanted a few cuts, but obviously, if you're gonna back someone, you want a few cuts. You rub my back, I rub yours. You know, so that's 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 what he did. I guess it's a sort of F U to F W, <laughs> F W de Klerk, which is kind of weird because F W was the worst president, apparently. I don't know. I don't know about this. I, I don't do much history homework and all that. But yeah. Uh, and his wife, Marina, Mariana Dirklek, I think. Look, I don't I don't keep names, okay? Mariana Dirklek, she was she was racist to hell and back. It, it's such a it's so, it, it's so much that um. So much that he denied or was against his son, or her son, sorry, against her son uh, marrying a colored woman. So I guess this is a sort of like karma to her. <laughs> First you're racist, and then FW was like, okay, that's a woman. I will not remain racist with you. I am done. It's time for us to make some money, and you're being stupid now. <laughs> So I, I, I think that's what went down. Uh, another name that's... I, I, I think that's what went down. So, yeah. Another name is Paul Ekon, who is a multimillionaire miner. I, I'm not going to explain all of these guys to you, but another one is David Ngobeni, who was the CEO of Shanduka. Shanduka is a company owned by our faithful... And loyal president. Yes, it's a South African investment holding company that has interests in resources, telecoms, food and beverage, property, financial services, energy, and industrial sectors. Well, that's, uh, excuse me. That's pretty hectic. That's wow. And Kojo Mills is also another name. He's the co-founder of Shanduka. And 
and uh, yeah, that that's all I have to say about uh, Shan Duker. It's just that it was. Uh, oh wait, <laughs> it was launched by Cyril and this guy Kojo Mills, who is now in the U.S. Uh, and in 2004, they also launched a foundation called the Shanduka Foundation, which is now called the Cyril Ramaphosa Foundation. Uh, it's it's pretty much. It, it, it seems like it is okay, legit. And by legit, you, you kind of know what I mean here. Uh, <laughs> so, they, they... They are pretty good at doing this. At, I don't know where I'm going with this. Actually, I should stop. I should stop right there because I, I'm not, sorry, guys. I'm just reading some of this stuff. But it seems like Ramaphosa sold his 30% stake in Shanduka, which, by the way, Shanduka has stakes in 29 businesses, which include Standard Bank, MTN, and coal mining venture with Glencore yeah so th- this guy first of all like Cyril doesn't didn't help himself when he was when he when he didn't do anything about the Maricana situation I, I don't want to read into it too much there but yeah it, it was already fishy enough that he was involved in that situation where then I think 30 or so, how many people died in America? 30, 30 something miners died. And th- that already is just something you should, you should that should, you know, raise some flags, some red flags for you, like what 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 as to what kind of what kind of person this guy really is and it's just it's getting bad man for him but it's also enlightening us to how deep some of these things go and how how south african resources are really really not our own just owned by these entities from outside there's a couple of other linked entities like the Oppenheimer family too is implicated in the report another guy who's very interesting is Johnny Copeland he's the CEO of Hoskin or Hos Masakant <laughs> sorry Hoskin Consolidated Investments and HCI, Hoskin Consolidated Investments, has stakes in E-Media Holdings and Togo Sun, to name a few. So that, yeah, some very big power players were funding uh, Cyril Ramaphosa. Very big power players very big they they are some of the biggest I've ever heard <laughs> including Stavros Nikolaou a guy who is a senior executive at Aspen if you don't know who Aspen is you've probably seen it in some of your medicine bottles that's Aspen yeah that Aspen exactly that one yeah not not the place in Colorado no no not that guy I mean not that Aspen, the pharmaceutical company based in the U.S. Yes, that one. Yes, that that exact one. And it's... It is just horrible. Okay, it's not horrible. Sorry, I'm, I'm reading the Marikana Massacre's thing just to determine how many... Okay... 
44 people. 44 people, dude. 44 people. Seriously? 44 mine workers were killed. That's just horrible. And horrifying. You can't... You you can't... uh, negotiate your own wages and they send cops with live ammunition it's, it's just wrong man but as I was saying there's, there's a lot of big power players who are implicated in this a lot of them and I, I think this is, I just scratched the surface here in terms of how many guys are actually involved in this there's, there's a couple more that I can't really conclusively say because these are just rumors. Uh, some rumors are saying that the EFF is also involved. Some of the EFF officials took money or or actually were given money or something like that. I don't know. Uh, I don't know about that. But I just know that this is a lot of people and all of these people have a vested interest in South Africa and could be using these ties or these donations to get something that they shouldn't really be getting or be well getting favors so South, South Africa is really subject to cronyism. And it's just... It's just terrible... That... It's just terrible. Because we can't seem to escape this. It seems that... In apartheid, it was, or during the apartheid years, it was just a government that was apartheid. Sorry, guys, apartheid. During the apartheid years, it was, it was the government that was corrupt, and now the government is still corrupt. The state is still corrupt, guys, and there, and there have been no changes. That, that's the problem here. That's that's the real problem. Uh, and and it c- goes back to that libertarian view that the state is actually the enemy. Because let's take for example the in both our, our nations. I like to use America and South Africa, even though they're not exactly the same, but. They, they have similar cases where the state has been used to justify violations of human rights. Cops were sent out against us in South Africa, against black people or people of color, uh, and to to control them. And also in America, that was what was going on. You um, and, and it's just really bad because. The state doesn't really help you. It just exploits. And whoever is driving that state vehicle will just continue exploiting. Because it is engineered for just that. The exploitation of people. And if you look at stuff like not that taxes are bad. Some of them are good in terms of... Um, in, in, in helping combat things like poverty and extreme poverty. But only when they're used right. And that is never going to happen. Because of things like lobbying and things like... Well, basically, um, phenomenon like cronyism... Where people are appointing their friends to positions of power without any qualifications. That's what cronyism is. So, it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen where the state is actually 
a good entity or an entity that is for the people or the welfare of the people. It's never going to happen. Even if we were to, if we, even if we were to elect parties like the EFF, which have come out and said, we will nationalize the mines. Yes, they'll ma- nationalize the mines, but to what effect? Because the power would still be with the state and the state can do whatever it wants. And we all know what happens when that happens. We've seen examples of this in Europe, in Russia. When when the USSR started, it started with good intentions. That was to liberate people from capitalism and give them a new, uh, a new form of government where um, social welfare was given precedent over profits or anything like that. But if you look at it closely... That's not what happened. So we're better off just giving an AI leadership of our government and giving it rules. That That's the best way we can do this. Because there's never going to be a, a form of government that's going to help us. No matter how hard we actually try and, and push issues and everything like that we're gonna have to fight for ourselves basically because the state's never gonna fight for us it's just gonna stop us whenever we try it's just gonna stop us whenever you try that that's all that's gonna happen we've seen examples of this and and nowadays we've seen it with the 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 rise of conservatism and populist populist uh, rhetoric and just um, populist views. Who, like, what? What is the state doing? Other, are, are, are the military gonna throw their arms away? No, they're not gonna do that. None of the state entities or the state, um, not entities, state institutions are actually gonna help us out. We've seen what the state does to anything they it deems illegal. And for us to hold it accountable, that's not that's not gonna happen. It's not gonna it's not gonna happen because of how, how much power we've given it through taxes, through through our own foolish endeavors, I guess, because. Obviously, we want liberation and we want to free ourselves from every adversity we face. However, in that very attempt, we're building bigger prisons for ourselves and we're enslaving ourselves even more. And it's just a loop. We're caught in this loop. That is just gonna ensure, ensure. It's gonna ensure that we, the people, stay powerless. We'll never have enough money to wield any real power because it's always gonna be the top 1% that's gonna get all the money and the power. And those are the guys who are gonna be able to control us. Well, who will always be able to control this. Your aim in life is not to be rich. If you're still thinking, oh, it's to be rich, you've got this wrong. Your aim is to be part of the 1%. Come on, people. Being rich is fine. It's easy. You can do that. The real challenge is to be part of that 1% that changes things. And even then, you're always going to be looking out for yourself. Trying to dissolve that 1% is going to be fine. We can take all the money we want from them. That would be great. But don't forget who you're giving the power to. You're feeding right back into people's egos. You're giving them more power. And now, you won't be able to fight it. It's, it's a double-edged sword. So what do you do? Do you protect people's private property rights and give them more rights over property? 
and 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 actually ensure that or, or, or privatize a lot of the institutions we already have such as uh, well not institutions but privatize companies like SCOM SAA and ensure that they fight for survival because I think that's that's the better model personally I think that's the better model because these guys are constantly draining our money and they answer to no one in in the case of South Africa yes I understand that electricity isn't so readily available and ESCOM is probably the most efficient way of doing it but I feel if they had pressure from an outside entity or some other entity it would help perhaps not just one hundreds thousands we've seen how corporations either have to sell for cost leadership or cost differentiation or whatever i forgot that whole thing in 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 business but the idea is that or oh, sorry differentiation but the idea is that through those private means motion not, not private but yeah actually those private means of maybe distribution or anything like that would would settle on 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 a, on a standard price that could help the only thing we need to prevent is an oligarchy or all oligarchy yes oligarch what is it oligopoly yeah an oligopoly sorry <laughs> Yes, that's what you are supposed to prevent. Another oligopoly like in in the US. In the US, you may think that there's hundreds of tech companies, but I think that there's only four dominant ones. That's Facebook, Google, Microsoft, and Apple. Or Amazon and Apple. Or you you can take out any one of those just put in Amazon and and those companies are the ones that are actually the real power players the rest are just trying to catch up with the with with whatever is going on but they can't yes an oligopoly yes that's what it is sorry so um yeah it's it's going to be cool i wonder why my mom is talking so loud but anyway having a plus mom you should know that there's no such thing as an inside voice it's it's talking at you know it's like this if you're a closer person your volume is either at 100% or at 0%. There's no in between. There's no 50%, there's no 60%. It's just 100% straight up. Just straight up 100%. That as I as I was saying it's it's it, it, it's kind of a difficult situation that we're in as South Africans because we have to decide now do we want these guys to privatize or do we want to risk giving the state too much power and these guys too much power and then suffering for it i mean we've already seen what they do with so much power i mean having SAA and Eskom and our defense thingies already have already given them too much power too much there's just too much power in them and we need to do something about this yes i hear that our minds are in the hands of foreign entities and that's something we can do there's something we can do about that too we can come up with a better way rather than nationalize the minds i mean that money isn't coming back straight to you my friend yes the taxes may decrease but not a lot they'll probably decrease by 100 rand <laughs> at the very most <laughs> like 100 rand that's it and that's the annual tax not the monthly one so that i i don't think that it will happen i don't think that even if we were to do something as extreme as vote for the EFF that effective change would come so we're kind of screwed but we can be screwed together that's that's the one thing i can say to you is that we can rather have these companies privatized or go semi private and figure figure this stuff out by themselves 
they can't the one thing is that it's easy for the guy at escom to be like ah we need another 6 billion bro 6 billion we just gave yeah but we need another one hey hey i and then if the government says no bro we gave you 6 billion last week what did you do with that it's easy for this guy to be like oh you don't want to give me ah, it's fine the Af- south african people will just have to suffer then we'll just start load shedding again let's just start it and hope for the best but if we actually have another entity or two or three or 20 entities each fighting for a power grid or square yeah or radius then someone's going to have to that's the thing with south africans we've given these guys too much power and we can't take it back by saying let's nationalize the mines no that's going to give them more power okay i know mines are not the only thing but still We need to dissolve these companies. SAA, I for one would buy SAA. I mean, owning an airline, that's something I'd like to do. But uh, <laughs> that's just me, my personal ambition. That's you know, that's that's just me thinking I'm a billionaire, you know, like Bruce Wayne or Tony Stark. Yes, I know about Tichala, but goddamn it, Kunin Sivao Tichala. Jeez. Uh <laughs> But yeah, that that's why. But I I think personally the the best solution is to just privatize reduce the power that the state has and get real entrepreneurship working in the background. Cyril isn't trying to do that. Cyril is trying to consolidate his power. Still He is still trying to consolidate his power. So what we should do is empower small businesses, empower medium businesses, and in a way empower the big ones too who can actually drive change. And thing is the market has too many players and these players will fight over the market share. but we can only do so much as a as a country we have to help them out but also we need to we can't let them just do well and nearly everything they want you know that's that's also how we get an oligopoly or a monopoly but at the same time we cannot give the state too much power we've seen what happens when we give them too much power basic human rights have been violated okay basic human rights have been violated in the name of keeping the state happy those violations are still occurring now there's still people with no water no electricity nothing they continue till this day and this is not just in africa this is also in america guys the communities in america where they have the weakest wifi i mean internet internet from the 1990s in terms of speeds and you just like how So yes, the only way is for us to work amongst each other to to start our own firms and our own businesses. But this this just shows that this this scandal, especially this report just shows that uh we have a lot to do. We have a lot to do. And and the one thing is now I realize is that our leaders or supposed leaders have not been leading us at all they actually have not been with us in this journey we thought they were we thought that they were working for us but they're serving their own interests and we have agreed to a lot of bull crap over the years and we can't expect them to do anything we can't expect them to do anything anymore. we 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 just can't 
it's it's getting to that point where you can't even trust a government official when you're going to home affairs to give him your ID because you don't know if he's going to sell it off to another person or Nigerian for 20,000 or even 2,000 rand just so he can go drink with his friends. That's the point we're at right now. And when you can't trust your own people, We're in dire state then. We we are so close to being effed, stuffed in the butt. By a big Nigerian appendage. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. But like honestly guys, we are effed. And South Africans were effed. And the only thing we can do is we need, I don't want to say unify because we've called for unity so many times and we still haven't unified, so to speak, or come into, come together. But um, perhaps we can start small. Starting small is not so bad. We start small and we expand. South Africa has got some of the best sunshine I've ever seen. There's no question you could start a solar energy company or even biofuels or wind farm or anything like that. There's no question you could do that. We can lead the green revolution. But asking the state to take care of it, it's not going to happen. It's not. It's just going to exploit us again. And they're going to do it all over and all over. It's just going to happen all the time. We need to give the state power, yes, but not too much. In fact, if if it was up to me, it would be as little as possible. Close to none. Because people have now realized, you know what? I don't need to... uh, I don't need to finish this matric. I don't need to, man. I don't even need to finish my degree. I I can just... I'm just going to quit. I'm going to call my friend. And he's going to fix me up with a job. I'll start small, but I'll work my way up. And I can just support this one party for for the rest of the time being. And then somewhere, somehow, there will be an opportunity for me. Not all government positions are like this. I I feel like there are hardworking people who are trying to make a difference. But we're not listening to those people. We're listening to the guys who can get money in my pocket real quick. And that's just the dire state of everything, is that the state helps perpetuate poverty too. (laughs) Because we end up spending money on projects. These projects go bust. We end up having to spend more and having to tax more out of the South African citizens. And then when those projects go bust after taxing more, well, we're forced to raise prices or stuff like that so that we can compensate for the losses we've made. I know that's not very well economically sound, but that's kind of the gist of what happens. And that's just wrong. By the way, according to it, it, in, in, in economics, it's explained better, but it, it, yeah, it's a very long process. Well, it's not a very long process, but it's a very delicate one. But in the end, that's the problem with government. When they have too much money to spend and too much power, we grant them through giving them our resources. So, yeah, I know. I wouldn't say, you know what, I'd like Glencore to keep the resources. But ideally, yes, keep them. At least you're going to do something. <laughs> At least you're going to... I know you're going to take, let's say, what? 
60% of that profit, but 40% is still coming back to us. And 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 it's okay. Maybe I've got this wrong. Maybe it's 80-20%, but still, some percent is coming back instead of the way government is running everything. I mean, the state is running everything, where absolutely almost everything is going in the hands of cronies and idiots, and nothing, absolutely nothing, is being done. It's like what Trevor said. If you're gonna be a politician, yeah, we get it. You've got a few, you've got a few mouths to feed on the side. Still, one bridge, build nine, build eight. At least, at the very least, do that. Or still two, build seven. Come on, bro. Why? Why are you taking all of them? Why are you taking the whole nine? And doing nothing, zero. So what about the people? Who, are you comfortable with lying? Jesus, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Are we that poor? Are we that? Yo, what that much? But hey, I come on, bro. Honestly, seriously, come on. That was, that's just, well, we got to do better. And it starts now. It starts now when we have conversations, real conversations. Not just conversations about how many rights have been violated. But also concrete con- conversations about how we're going to do that. Without taking power away from the people. And giving it to to the state which is corrupt as it is the state has always been corrupt it's now just being exposed a little bit more it's always been since the days of apartheid since its formation in 1910 I think it's always been corrupt and there's nothing we can do about it it's always gonna be corrupt because those laws were made by corrupt people who were trying to dupe other people out of land and all that. But also, they were trying to dupe their own kind too because the people who came here, yes, also the immigrants who came here were also European. Yeah, they, they helped them out a little bit and then they had better housing and all that. But at the same time, they were still duping them. There's still a lot of money that they stole that we don't know of. And it was just easier for them. They just had to create the illusion that everything was really good in South Africa. For white people. And white people will forget. But I think they forgot that the taxes that they were taxing on them were still the same taxes. And that they still tax now. And they were... They're still feeding the pockets of the state, which are feeding these imbeciles. And they still are now. So, yeah. We have to come up with a better system that ensures that people, that increases the liberty of people. Of the individual. Because only through that can we then come up with better companies, better strategies of combating and alleviating poverty. That's the only way. Well, that's that's not the only way, but like for me that's the only way that makes sense. Because we're still giving too much power to uh, state entities and to the people in charge. Anyway, folks, I hate to end it on such a grim note. I haven't come up with the best solution there, but if you have any other ideas of how we could possibly fight what we've all known as the state being corrupt and 
and other things please let me know I'm welcome to listen to them and I hope that you have a great day a great week ahead and please don't try to think too much about this we all know that life sucks <laughs> but let's make the most of it okay we live with idiots and we can't fight them we just need to get them into a mental hospital and get them checked out thank you and goodbye